This podcast is for PR pros who are looking to discover the best strategies for landing their dream retainer clients and scoring them top tier media coverage. I'm your host, Jen Burson, and I want you to have a fulfilling career in PR that totally lights you up without sacrificing your personal or family time or your sanity. Welcome to the Pitching Powerhouse Podcast. All right, guys, welcome back. Today, we are going to talk all about what questions you should be asking prospective clients when you are chatting with them, when you're vetting them. And I'm going to try to blaze through this one as fast as possible because I'm actually working on a proposal for new business right now. Um, Our group was just sharing how they have felt a shift in new business opportunities and things had been a little bit challenging for most of 2021. And towards the end of the year, a lot of new business inquiries. And we've seen that in our business. We've landed two new clients, really good uh, budgets. The um, clients never really pushed back at all on our rate. Um, And I have this proposal I'm working on that I'm really excited about. And I had the discovery call yesterday. So I'm going to kind of use that discussion I had as the example as we walk through some of these tips. Okay. So um, this is all coming from real life examples, tried and tested methods that I use in my agency and our members of our agency accelerator are using to, uh, or I should say with great success. So um, let's dive in. I have four tips for you, but I'm going to start by saying that this topic came up inside our Profitable PR Pros community. If you're not a member yet, jump on in there and you'll notice that we're always pulling content, training, and resources based on what our members are asking. So what they're trying to figure out is what do they ask on calls with prospective clients to get the most out of that discussion. And um, I wanted you to kind of come into this discussion with the mindset that when you get on these discovery calls, you are also vetting your prospective clients. It's not just them finding out if you're the right fit for them. You get to listen in and see if they are going to be the right fit for you and your agency, your niche, um, how you want your business to feel. Are they easygoing? Do they seem like they're going to be a total pain in the ass? Um, Honestly, we always have those uh, red flag alerts, those spidey senses that sometimes we talk ourselves out of because we think, well, you know, any client is better than no client. And I disagree with that. I think that um, not every client is better than uh, no client. Some clients will actually suck the life out of you and make you feel miserable. So we want to avoid some of that. And we also want to bring in clients that are going to match your goals and your vision for your company. So, you know, think about it this way. You're going to get on these discovery calls with potential clients and ask them the right questions so that you can get the information you need, um, grow and learn from jumping on these calls and really having these conversations with prospective clients. You always get better at them. Um, And the, the position I want you to take or the mindset I want you to go in with is that you are the expert. You're the leader, 
you know your stuff, they're calling you because they are seeking your know-how and your expertise. So start demonstrating that on these calls. When you get on with a prospective client, I want you to really step into this role and start to serve them, start to share what you know so that they feel really confident in your ability to support them. Um, And also, you know, you may think that clients really understand all of the different services that PR pros offer or the services you're offering in your business, but the reality is they often don't know what is needed for them to achieve their goals. Um, You know, they don't always know what PR is, what's the distinction between social media marketing, digital marketing, paid advertorials, uh, paid social earned media. They don't always know. So um, you get to walk them through what you can provide to them to meet their goals based on the services you can offer and start to step into that role as the expert. And that really helps to convert your prospective clients because you're already making them feel confident and that you know your stuff. Um, And, you know, sometimes we're very reactive on these calls. They'll ask questions, they'll guide the discussion. I want you to be proactive. I want you to get the information you need. I want you to convey it in a way that shows that you're on top of it, that you are a confident service provider. So just kind of go into that call with that mindset and you'll already be kind of taking charge and demonstrating your expertise, your willingness to serve them and really how helpful and in the know you are. Okay. So that's sort of the baseline. Go into these calls with that mindset. And now um, these are the four questions that I want you to consider asking prospective clients. And This is something that we do a deep dive in the agency accelerator inside that program. Um, We also focus on red flags and really figuring out those clients you want to just sidestep at all costs. So keep that in mind. This is just very top level, but we feel this is so incredibly important to bring in the right clients in your business at the right rate and really kick off that relationship with the right tone. So we really walk through this a lot inside the agency accelerator. It is part of the um, second pillar that um, we focus on inside the path to profitability framework. Those four pillars, again, are strategy sales, service, and scale. So this falls under the sales pillar. Um, And so we're going to kind of kick off with one of the hardest questions to ask. It kind of feels a little invasive and people tend to get really tripped up asking this question. Practice it, get very comfortable saying, what is your budget? I sometimes will say, so do you have a sense of what your budget is for the first half of the year? Or can you give me a sense of your quarterly budget? Just be very confident in how you ask for it. If you ask a prospective client for their budget, you know, you have to know in advance that you may not get an answer and that's okay. It can't hurt to ask. And then that way, you know, you're not um, wasting anyone's time if you get that answer and it's really out of range. Um, And sometimes uh, you will even get an answer that is very surprising in a fantastic way. So for the call I had yesterday, I had a sense they would have a nice, good budget, but I didn't know if they would reveal it to me. And I asked 
after a very good conversation towards the end as we were wrapping up and I said I would develop a proposal, I said, so tell me what your budget looks like for the first half of the year. And the answer was very surprising in a fantastic way. There's a ton of opportunity opportunity for us with this client. And I know that I can come in and offer really good, uh, really good solid foundation of services that will help them accomplish their goals. And it's a higher budget than I probably would have thought and included in my proposal. So sometimes you get great information. Um, sometimes you get no information or you'll get something that's really low. And if a client gives you their budget and it's way out of your range, like just so far below what you would even consider, it's not even a discussion, you should tell them that up front because you don't want to waste your time putting together a proposal. You can tell them, you know, this is just really far below what our retainer is. Sometimes I'll say, you know, what you're looking at is more like a freelancer versus an agency. Or I'll say you're looking at the rate of a very new startup agency. And, you know, our business has been around for 17 years. We have deep expertise in your niche and all of our, um, all of our account executives have more than you know 12 years experience promoting brands like yours so that I can give a reason why we're not going to come down to that rate okay so asking what is your budget is going to give you a lot of information and even no information is a lot of information because you've asked you sometimes it's that they don't actually know and sometimes they're playing coy a little bit and so they want you to come back to them with what your uh, proposal will include and maybe give a couple different ranges of things. If there's a client I desperately want, like I know it's going to be a great fit with our current roster, their products are awesome, they're going to help put us on the map. I will tell that founder candidly, listen, um, I really want to work with you. I want to make it happen. And I'm concerned that, you know, we might be at the top end of your budget or be on your budget. And I don't want to lose the opportunity if we're the right fit because we are out of range of your budget. So I'm going to put a proposal together for you. And I hope that it'll, you know, I'm confident it'll meet your needs. But if the budget is a little bit of a flex for you, let's have a discussion. Okay. So I want them to know there's some wiggle room here. That's if I'm really excited about something. And then I am open to having a discussion. And usually it means we'll kind of trim off a few services that are not real game changers for us and we'll be flexible and come down. Don't ever just cut your rate to cut it. Try to um, cut out some services or make things um, quarterly or seasonal instead. But don't just you know cut your rate because you're kind of telling the client that your work isn't valuable if you just are willing to discount it for no reason. Okay, so that's question number one. What is your budget? Or do you have a sense of your budget? Um, number two, so important, you have to ask this on every call. Have you ever had PR before? Or have you ever worked with a publicist or a PR agency? You know, ask it however you're comfortable. But you want to find that out so that you can say if they have worked with somebody, what didn't work? What could have made their experience more successful? How could the last company they worked with have improved their results or their service? And oftentimes, I have asked this question and found out that the agency they worked with before was actually doing really good work. 
And it was more likely the client that did not have realistic expectations. They didn't understand how PR worked. And so they didn't understand the timeline and how long things take to come to fruition. Maybe that's the other agency's challenge because they didn't convey that. That's why I always tell members of our programs and our community that you have to set realistic expectations up front because it is the number one reason for client dissatisfaction or when expectations are not aligned with reality. So sometimes you'll ask this and you can find out that, um, you know, maybe they want to communicate more with you as their publicist. Maybe they want to feel like they're um, getting pitched weekly and they're updated every week. You can decide if that's something that you want to commit to. Um, maybe their PR person uh, farmed it out to some junior associate that didn't really understand their brand. Like we've heard this a lot with baby and kids brands, and they'll get pitched by their agency from some 22-year-old just fresh out of college, obviously not a mom and not clearly um, in the know of the baby and kids, kids industry. So you will learn a lot about them. Sometimes it's that they are unrealistic and they're not going to be satisfied. And if that's the case, sometimes I will even tell them, you know, honestly, it sounds like your agency was doing pretty good work. They just didn't have enough time to ramp up and start to see those efforts come to fruition. I'm always very, very honest um, because I don't want to jump in and say, yeah, we can do better. And really, it's not going to be any different because the other agency was definitely on their on their game. So you'll find out a lot by asking that question. And you'll also see where they maybe miss the mark and feel like they can get improved service or better results. Okay, that's number two. Have you ever worked with a PR agency or publicist before? Number three, and I want you to grab a pen when you ask this question. I mean, you should be taking notes the whole time, but you're going to ask, what are your goals and your objectives? Because you want to be able to educate clients, help them set realistic expectations. Um, you want to understand what it is they're looking to accomplish with PR and start to write it down. The reason that I want you to kind of copy their exact language is that you can use that in your proposal. It's almost like cheating on a test. I used to do this in college. I would not cheat on tests, but I would literally just sit in lectures. I would take copious notes. This was back in the day when everything was handwritten. I would write down every single word the professor said. And then I studied that. And when the time came for the test, I would just regurgitate the right answer in the right spot. And it was that exact language that showed the understanding. And so when you can take a client's own words and repeat them back to them, they will feel really seen. They will feel really heard. And they'll say, wow, it's like you're reading my mind. And it's because you asked them about their goals and objectives, and then they told you. But one of the things I want you to keep in mind also is you might start to hear some goals that are probably not realistic when it comes to PR. And you can jump in and tell the client that that's probably not going to come from PR alone. Like if a client thinks their goal with PR is to make um, a certain amount of sales or increase in revenue right from the start, you can educate them that PR does not necessarily equal sales. 
Theirs is about brand awareness, aligning them with other um, brands that are of the same caliber. Or they want to kind of in, or, uh, raise the caliber of their product in the market. Um, they want to convey that they're one of the best organic brands in the industry or they're an award-winning brand. PR can help them do that. Launching, you know, launching a new product, launching a new brand, um, you know, and getting some visibility. Those are all goals of PR that you can figure out on that sales call and try to uh, guide the client through it and build um, the proposal right around that goal. And they'll read the proposal and say, huh, wow, this agency really hit the mark because you're quoting back to them exactly what their goal is. So you'll build the proposal around what you need to do to accomplish that goal. Okay. And then, so question three, what are your goals and objectives for your company? And then question number four, this is usually for product-based businesses, which is definitely my wheelhouse, but you want to ask, what is your sales strategy? And this is where you want to listen for things like having a great e-commerce site and also is the opportunity for affiliate commission available for their brand? Um, this conversation has come up a ton. We offered a masterclass in, uh, inside the Pitch Lab, my other program that's all about pitching the media, on the importance of affiliate marketing and how that has such a big impact on PR results lately. So, uh, you know, inside that, we have this deep dive masterclass. You want to let clients know, and again, on this call I had with this prospective client yesterday, I jumped into the topic of affiliate opportunity and are they on Amazon and do they have share of sale connected through their site? And um, the uh, CMO I spoke with basically said to me that they have been spinning their wheels for a year and a half with in-house PR with no results. And this piece was completely missing from the strategy and from the equation when they were pitching the media. She told me she learned more in the 45 minutes that we spoke, that we spoke on the phone than she had in her entire time working in PR herself and with um, an, uh, the past agency they worked with. And they, she felt like we shined a, a light on the challenge and what they were doing wrong. And so we helped to kind of um, position our authority on that call and tried to guide them in the direction of enabling more affiliate commission opportunities for uh, media to capitalize on. So affiliate marketing, it is a total non-negotiable in this modern PR landscape. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you have to get educated on this. And of course, you know, jump in the pitch lab if you want. And we have a full deep dive masterclass on it. Um, you know, you have to make sure that they understand, prospective clients will understand that the opportunity for affiliate commission, it is absolutely essential to moving forward in the process. We will not even take brand clients anymore unless they have an affiliate program that we can tap into for media. Okay, so those are the four questions you should definitely ask to recap. What is your budget? Number two, have you ever had PR before? Number three, what are your goals and objectives in working with us? And number four, what is your sales strategy? Do you need to be driving traffic to retailers? Do you need to be driving traffic to their own website? There's a lot that goes into that. 
So um, listen for that and make sure that they have a pretty solid sales strategy because you can't help them move the needle there as a byproduct of your PR efforts unless they really know what they're looking for or what their approach is. Um, A couple quick other tips for vetting your prospective clients. Like I said at the top of this episode, you really need to get into this right mindset before you host a discovery or sales call. And that means that you get into this headspace where you have this confidence. Like I will go into a discovery call with the mindset of this is my client. You know, there's nobody better out there for them than us. This opportunity is mine to lose. Um, The call I had yesterday had two elements of the brand that were just so squarely in our wheelhouse. It was like a combination of two of our very um, solid areas of expertise combined into one brand. And I was able to convey that. Like we have this very unique uh, positioning based on our experience to serve this particular client really well. So this feeling of confidence that you have inside will seriously affect your tone, how you sound on these calls, and I will come in already serving them as if they're my client. You know, obviously we're not giving a ton away, but I want to give them the confidence that we can execute on their behalf. And that helps by coming in feeling like it's mine to lose. I love that. I'm just like, this is my client. (laughs) We got this, you know? There's no one out there that's better for them than us. So let's let's go. When are, when do we start? <laughs> um, and then also, you know, to be really successful as a PR pro, you have to remember during discovery calls that not every prospective client is right for you. Do that essential pre-work, vet your clients, review their website, you know, get a sense if you're comfortable pushing editors and journalists over to their social channels or over to their website, driving them to their Amazon store, is it going to help them or is it going to actually hurt your efforts? Um, Does this client seem to fit with the vision that you have for how you want your business to feel and the direction you want to go in with your niches? Like I said a million times, I look at all of the work you do as stepping stones down a path towards bigger opportunities and um, more of an established presence with your agency. So if you get on the phone and it's not what you thought it was going to be, you don't have to take them on as a client. You know, you deserve to be excited about the clients you're working with. And that excitement is also going to come through in your tone by the questions you ask, which will help wow your prospective clients too. So um, do a little pre-work, get excited. And another thing on the sales calls, don't commit to a price on the phone. You know, if they ask you your rate, um, you can say instead that you have to put a proposal together and consider their needs based on the goals and objectives that you discussed on the call. Um, You can give a range maybe and say something about starting at, and it goes up from there. And then you can position it where the range or the fee that you're looking to charge is kind of at the lower end of the range. Like, you know, you'll say, well, our prices range from X to Y, but I'd have to give it more thought. And usually I'll say something like, you know, our clients with 600 SKUs and they're launching products every month, they're going to be at the at the higher end because there is a lot more to be doing. But a brand like yours with perhaps 
two or three launches a year and 10 products on the product line that are just kind of consistently being promoted like an always on strategy that's more at the lower end of our range because the um, outreach efforts are pretty consistent and we can get into a good cadence where we're not always in launch mode um you know so i give them a reason with the range and then it's like when you have two numbers next to each other you're comparing like a range of numbers and you offer the lower number, it just automatically sounds like a discount, or it sounds like a good value, because you're, um, you know, offering two numbers next to each other. So just remember, don't commit to a price on the phone, um, unless they give you their budget. And it's, you know, like the call yesterday, they gave me a really good range. And I said, yeah, that's definitely inside the range that our services um, typically run. And I know we can confidently uh, provide you with the service, you know, the outcome you're seeking for that monthly fee. Um, so that was good. And I, I didn't give them an exact price, but I said, we'll definitely come inside of that range you provided. Um, and another thing too, is I always look at these calls as a positive experience. So even if it doesn't work out with a client, don't look at these calls as wasted time. You never know what's going to happen. You know, sometimes they'll come back. They'll remember that you had a great um, confidence about you. You you knew your stuff. Maybe you were outside of budget or maybe another agency offered an additional service that you don't provide. And that's okay. You don't have to do all the things. Um, But the person you talk to, you want them to leave with a positive experience talking with you. Maybe they'll recommend you to other people. And say, I had a great chat with this person. They were super smart, really in the know. We ended up going in a different direction based on some other factor. Maybe their budget was out of range. But I really think you should speak with them because they are very, very good at what they do. And they'd be a good fit for you. This has happened to me more times than I can tell you. It's always great when a a potential client I never even worked with refers us for new business opportunities. And it happens all the time. So keep that in mind. And you also, it's experience, it's practice. When you get on these calls, you run these discovery calls, the more you do them, the more confident you are, the more you step into your role as a leader and an expert. And this is so important, you know, bringing in new business successfully, converting those right leads into your agency as retainer clients so that we cover it in detail inside the agency accelerator. It's all about vetting your clients so that you can have them fill in the framework for the business that you want to run. So you have this um, you know, vision and goal for how to run a profitable agency with consistent and predictable recurring retainer revenue. That is our framework we teach. But the piece of it that matters most is how you want your business to feel, what kind of clients you want to work with, how much you want to work, how little you want to work. Um, it, fa- it all factors into the kinds of clients you bring in the door. Because I personally don't want to be working with 15 clients at $2,500 a month because that would make me feel crazy. And I've done that before, and it's not where I want to be. So now I know that in order to reach my revenue goals, I have to be working with a certain number of clients at a certain monthly rate. That's a lot higher than that. And so when I get on these calls, I want to ensure that the client 
fits my agency's expertise and will become a great addition to our client portfolio, that the rate is in line with what I'm looking for, and that we can confidently get results for them. Because nothing will make you or your team more frustrated than spinning your wheels. So you need to also consider in this vetting process whether you can convert them and have and get great results for them. So um, you don't have to, you know, put your team out on the line spinning their wheels. So and also this is just like a little teeny tiny piece of the overall framework that you get inside the agency accelerator, but it is so foundational to your business's long term success. Again, my goal for you is I want you to grow a business that serves you in the kind of life you want to have and lights you up so that you're excited to go to work and support your clients every single day, even after 17 years, which is where I am in my business. Okay. So hopefully this helps you. You'll get on these calls with prospective clients and you will make them feel really confident in your ability and you'll get all the information you need to put together the absolute best proposal for them that will convert and totally dazzle them so that you can land more clients. Okay, that's what I have for you today. Thank you so much for joining us and we will see you next time on the Pitching Powerhouse podcast. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Pitching Powerhouse podcast. If you're ready to start, grow, and scale a profitable agency all on your own terms, you should consider joining the Agency Accelerator. Check out the link in the episode description to learn more. To achieve your big, scary goals and truly live the type of lifestyle you've always wanted, it's time to join the Agency Accelerator. Inside this incredible program, you'll learn exactly how to structure your PR agency to fill your pipeline with high-paying clients and establish a consistent revenue stream so you can run a business that lights you up and that doesn't run you. This program is built around the exact steps that I took to grow a seven-figure PR agency, Generation PR, and now hundreds of other PR professionals around the world have implemented these techniques and strategies to scale their own agencies too. So this stuff works, you guys. Check out the link in this episode's description to learn more. And as always, be sure to tune in next week for another incredible episode packed with the insights you need to become a pitching powerhouse.